Good morning, North America. Welcome to Church Talk TV, lively talk about life, church, and church life. I'm your co-host, Dr. Bill Tenney Britton, and I'm joined as usual by my co-host, Dr. Chris Tenney Britton, and we're broadcasting from our studio in Columbia, Missouri, the heartland of America. Say good morning, Chris. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Church Talk TV. Chris and Bill Tenney Britton here today to do the Offering Plate Shuffle. Yeehaw! A dance to generous giving. Woohoo! <laughs> hey, there we go. Hey, see, we can dance. All right, we ought to be on TikTok. Not really. <laughs> yeah, we could do that, huh? No, yeah. let's not. Let's not. Okay, let's say we did. yeah, so we do want to talk about how your congregation can be generous in its giving. Now, notice though, we are talking about generosity, not raising your offerings. Although the two do go hand well, in hand. Well, we are talking about raising your offerings, to be fair. Well, if, I, well you know, I said uh, the two go hand in hand. Yeah, but we're not talking about fundraising. That's no. not what we're talking about. We're talking about people who donate. And the reality is, is that if everyone in your congregation actually tithed, which is an Old Testament concept, mentioned the New Testament, Jesus didn't say he wanted to tithe. He said he wanted it all which makes the tithe pretty darn cheap when you think about it. It does. But in any event, that, uh, that you know, that we're not if everyone tithed, you probably wouldn't have a lot of money problems. And here's, here's what happened, and, and what really inspired this particular episode, is that just two weeks ago, I was having a conversation with one of my catalytic uh, pastors in, my, in the Growing Church Network, and he said, we don't have money problems anymore. And I thought, Wow. Well, that was pretty awesome, and and he doesn't have money problems anymore for a number of reasons. Number one, the church is growing. Number two is he's put together almost everything we're going to talk about in this episode. So you know, um, this stuff works. So well, I do want to say this: so that churches that are doing anything do tend to have money problems, if right. you will. But those problems are such that there's never enough money to do all the ministry that you want to do. That's absolutely it's true. Not, right? I mean, it's yeah. not about not being able to pay your bills, not being able to pay your pastor or staff or anything else. It's that, wow, you're seeing all this ministry and the funds aren't just aren't there. Right. Right. But okay, what we know about is, is that in this post-COVID world, and especially with the smaller, mid-sized churches, there's a huge money crunch right now. Giving for charity across the United States, everything I read says it's up. <laughs> but not so much for the church. The church used to be the number one receiver. I think it still is. gets the majority of gifts. But the percentage of that has dropped significantly. So we want to talk about how to deal with that. Well, okay. So I find interesting. We talk about charities and schools, right? But what churches, we do charity. I mean, we're not talking, we're not seen as a charity. I think that that, that plays that's, in That's not, not true, actually. We're, we're considered charitable giving in the larger no, scope. Right, but right. people's heads, right, that's exactly. what I'm no talking argument about, there. right? No argument and, there. And the right. other piece yep. I want to go back to real quick, you said something about fundraising. And a lot of our churches do apply, maybe your, your church apply giving Giving in a way that it, you're talking about fundraising, you know, like we have fundraisers, but basically that's what we're doing on Sunday mornings, right? We're going to pass the offering basket. The only difference between that and a fundraiser is nobody's getting anything for it, or at least, uh, <laughs> well, okay. right, really, but, oh, or 
I, I just saw this in a minister's bulletin not too long ago. Hey, remember that, you know, your gifts do matter. They keep the lights on, they pay our salaries and blah, blah, blah. And that's true. And people would say, yeah, that happens. But they weren't inspired that, that's, you know, by right. that. That's okay, all, well, let's keep moving. So we're talking about ins inspirational giving is what yes. we're going really to talk about. In fact, this comes out of a, a workbook that I created called um, the 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 increase your get more giving no what's it called anyway the the inspiration inspirational giving so that people give because of inspiration but let's talk about the current and, situation wait a minute, wait a okay. and that notebook or that book even work though book. we workbook even though we're not remembered the exact title <laughs> of it right now is down here right, that you can click on it. That's right. You can download it now. All there right. It is. So we want to start off by talking about the current giving situation and some of the problems that we're facing in our churches. And I think that's really important because, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, you probably know there's a problem uh, because there's probably a problem in your church or otherwise you probably wouldn't be on this uh, call. But in any event, we're, you, you need to raise money. You need to have the funds coming in, et cetera. But the current giving situation is such that, well, there's a number of reasons why you're in this boat you're in. And number one is, is the, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, no, I was going to say is, and I was going to pause for you yeah, to jump in. It's, here it is. It's that it's taboo to talk about money. I mean, we just don't do it. Because we might offend somebody or, you know, and some people make more money than than other people do. I, I still remember long, long time later, uh, I, got a, uh, I got a letter from a social worker and the social worker had a client who happened to be a member in the church and without revealing the identity of that client said that I had, uh, I'd stood up in the pulpit, I had talked about tithing and, and how they had to tithe and how dare I, because this person lived on, you a know, fixed income. Fixed, well, no, a, a, a um, substance, a substance, that's it, subsistence, um, and didn't have any kind of money to do that with. And I'm thinking, good night. I don't remember talking about that at all. And fortunately, at that point, I had all my notes written out, you know, and I said, I wrote, wrote the social worker back and I said, listen, I could be wrong on this, but rarely do I veer, especially on such a tough uh, topic. But that person had their own interpretation going on it because we talked about money. And, and we are. So many people are afraid to talk to, talk about, not to mention that it's, it's uh, for many of us, at, at least our generation, I think one after us, that it was poured into our, our minds. You never ask somebody how much, well, even today, you never ask somebody how much they make. You never share that information or anything else. And and. It also plays into, I mean, one of the reasons that we, this is a taboo is because we've all heard, well, the church only ever talks about money. The only thing they want is our money. And so we get really, we get gun shy about it. And, you know, and so in many churches, and I mean a lot of churches, yeah. the, the only stewardship sermons you hear are somewhere around September, October, when we're putting together okay. our annual yeah. budget. Okay. Yeah. So... Uh, that's one problem, okay. okay, and it's a huge problem, and we'll, we're going to talk about that. The second problem is the offering snooze. When I talk about the offering snooze, I'm talking about the person or persons who gets up and they go on about some offering meditation that is, it seems often in like two verses in Scripture that talk about open the gateways of heaven and prove the tithe and blah, 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 or the Lord loves a cheerful giver, and it, or, and some variation of those two or some other and you know we're we're just like yeah whatever and yeah. you know or, or else <laughs> right 
snooze. But we snooze through it, and it doesn't inspire anyone to give. Well, if it did, it'd be working. I mean, good night. How many right. churches have we been in? We have been in hundreds, if not over thousands of churches, and we have seen this over the majority of churches, maybe your church, and uh, and it, it's not working. If it did, like you had said earlier, right. you wouldn't be watching this episode. Right, well, you know, and, and I think about it, what, what, what I hear when I hear the offering meditation and most is what Charlie Brown hears when he hears an adult. Wah, 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 wah. Because we've heard it all before, it's not inspiring. So the offering okay. snooze is a problem. The third one is the money-obsessed culture. And I can't tell you how many churches I've been a part of, have heard and, and had to deal with that all they talk about is the or all they seem to talk right, about right, is right, the right, money. And not right. because they want more money per se, they need more money. Right. But generally it's we our budget, our budget, our budget. We're running out of money. We're we're using all our endowments. We're in the black or we're in the red and need to get in the black and 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 in the board meetings. And we can't do this, we can't do right. that, right? I right. mean it's and, about what we can't do. Right. And the board meetings are all about money. Oh Lord have And mercy. the 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 um, the offering snooze is often about you we need to give, you need to give more, yeah. blah, 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 yeah. blah. And and then there's an obsession with we gotta also get all these fundraisers because we gotta figure out some other way to raise money. And when a church is all about the money, that love of money is the root of all evil. I wanna say that the love of money might be the root of all kinds of evil, but what is really the root of all kinds of evil in churches is the obsession about money. Because when you obsess about money, you're not at all considering or talking about or working towards the mission critical aspects of the church of making disciples. It's all about this. Yeah. Well, I want to go back and touch real quick about that mentioning of the board meeting. My friends, the when when we outline our board meetings so often, see if this is uh, you know relevant to you or yeah, uh, if it strikes terror in you. But you start with, you know, you've got opening words and then you get down to the meat of the meeting. You've got the, um, the minutes are being read. And then right up front, we do the finance report. Well, let me challenge you. <laughs> it takes the rest of the meeting well, primarily. Well, but it, it dictates the rest of the <laughs> right. meeting. That's what happens. Yeah, you could say it takes the rest of the meeting, but it dictates the rest of the meeting. Well, I want to challenge you to move that to the end of the meeting. Uh, I've done this before in churches in which I've served. It works amazingly because you're doing ministry. You get to the end, you hear the budget report, which could be a real low, but you're able to say, how are we going to make this happen? It's not, and, and you who are in leadership, pastor, work with the, the chair of your board. Um, if you can't work with the chair of your finance committee, then the question becomes, we've decided we're going to do this now. How are we going to make it there's happen? A, there's the key, folks, is that it is a different attitude. And yes, this yes, isn't yes, on yes, our yes. outline, but since you've gone there, yeah. it's great, a great information is that never out of anyone's mouth should be, we can't afford this. There is, there's got to be a couple of words added. How can we afford this? And it's not like, how can we afford this? It's what do we need to do right. so we can afford this? What do we need to do so we can make this happen? In fact, that should be the words out of your treasurer's mouth, yeah. out of your financial secretary's yeah. mouth. It should never be we can't or our budget doesn't. It should be what do we need to do to make this ministry happen? That's their job to help make that happen. Well, and let's talk about the finance committee. The finance yeah, exactly. committee isn't there to tell you what you can't do, just like what you're saying. But it is the they're the ones 
who are raising the funds. And so we blame the minister all the time. And that's another subject that we can talk about. And we have talked about in other episodes. And we'll touch but, on it this week. Well, okay. So, but, and the, the finance committee that you give them back the work, you all are responsible for raising that money and to making sure the money is there. So you come back and you tell us how that's going to happen. They're not the doorkeepers. They're the door openers. There we the, are. The all ushers. Right. So there's the current situation in most churches. We don't talk about money, except for when we do the offering, and that's like Snooze. uninspiring. And we're obsessed. Absolutely, the church is obsessed with money. We can't do it because right. our, we're, our pastor going to have to get his cut and pay. You know, how, I, I hear all right. that kind of stuff all the okay. time. So or, or God forbid that we talk about money at all. I mean, let's make sure that we touch well, right. that yeah, sometimes, again. Right? Sometimes money, we don't talk about it at all. It's of, like, which know. is probably why we just read that little old scripture and go on. That's right. how we don't talk about money. Okay, let's, all right. So let's, let's, let's talk going. about three solutions, okay? Because we, we do want to offer yes. primarily solutions. It's it, any we, I often say that any idiot can point out the problems, Okay. It takes it takes a leader to point out the solutions and to implement those solutions. So we want so to give that to you. Let's let's offer Go. you three. So number one is using storytelling as a catalyst for giving. I, most of you, I don't, I can't think most of you. A lot of you have been to college, and you get those college fundraising uh, letters from your alumni on a alumnus on a fairly you know regular basis, a couple times a year. If you're if you didn't do college, Five, you six. get a world vision. A flyer, or you've seen the commercials, or Christian Children Fund, or any of these nonprofits, and you get letters from them asking you to support them. Have you ever read through them? And, and if you haven't, it's time for you to start collecting them because they are great examples of what churches don't do. Because when a church tends to send a letter, or when they talk about it from the pulpit, or when they talk about the offering, you know, if they talk about they're, they're talking about you know, hey, our budget, our budget's down. We need more money. We're 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 struggling. We're we're in the red. Da da da. Never in any of those alumni uh, uh, fundraisers right, or, right, right, or right, nonprofit right, right. letters do you ever read that? Even if it's true, you don't read it. Instead, what do you hear? You and what hear, do you see? And what do you see? You hear? Go ahead. You hear about what your your uh, what your monies are doing, and you hear stories. I know. I just got. The, a piece from Agnes Scott College, my my college, and and it was, hey, here's how your giving has helped, and here's what we're going to be doing. And, it didn't and just it's how really helped. awesome stuff. And and it had stories of individuals, right? Individuals. Hey, so That's and so I'm did this. She's gone right. on to the, right. do this. She's become the CEO of that. She's right. become your 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 your. Um, they're, they're doing things in in Africa or right. Asia or whatever, and and they're talking about the successes. Right. Based on the giving. Okay. Well, and now we're talking about print materials there, but I want to bring this home. You mentioned World Vision, and I had the opportunity to work at World Vision for six months as a temp before we moved here, and it was awesome. Uh, whether or not you like World Vision, I, what they do and did there as an example for us today was awesome. Every Wednesday was chapel, and they shut down every department, hundreds of employees, got together in the chapel area for, for some worship. And they had a speaker every single week. And almost every time it was somebody who'd gone to visit 
one of the areas that we served. And they came back, they had you know pictures for us to look at, movies, and they had their stories. And my guess is the majority of people that worked at World Vision, regardless of if they made little money or a lot of money, they were giving back in some way. They heard those stories. And my other little piece is the best stewardship message I think I've ever heard, I'll say I've ever heard, was at a church where they had taken and said, we're gonna build a little playground for our children. And the woman who chaired their uh, children's ministry, not a staff member, got up there this one day and said, uh, we, I, I'm just here to say thank you to you, and we're going to be dedicating the new, um, the new uh, play uh-huh. area after church today. I want to invite you, and they had a picture of what that playground looked like. It had a child on one of the one of the pieces of equipment, and she said, "Really, this wouldn't be possible without your gifts and your prayers." I remember it all these years later. That's what it is. You're telling the story and you're thanking them. You're telling the story and linking it to their giving. Here's the key, folks, is that you're offering meditation in your sermons. Everywhere you go, stories of transformed lives, stories of how your ministries are helping people. That's the key. People give to vision. People give to results. Yeah. I'll, I'll never forget, and you can go read this, uh, Cliff Christopher's book, Not Your Parents' Offering Plate. He talked about the story of a church doing a capital campaign, and they the, the pastor had heard while Cliff was there that some guy in the church had given $2 million to, or maybe it was one million, whatever, a couple billion dollars to his alumni association, and, and, and this guy knew that they were in the middle of this capital campaign, and he says, I don't understand why he didn't give it to us. And Cliff said, let's go ask. And so they did. They went up to ask the guy. They, they went to his house. He received them graciously. And they asked, why did you give it to your alumni association, not to church? And he said, because I know what my alumni association will accomplish with this money. I am not sure what my church would do. Yeah. You know, folks, we've got to talk consistently and constantly about the results of ministry. And that has to be out there all the time. I, I, I just, hang on. Okay. Every week... When I do my coaching with my Growing Church Network, my Church Growth Catalyst, I start the meeting, the coaching time, by saying, good, 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 good. "What have you know? What wins have you had? Yeah. What what have you accomplished? What's going on good in your church?" And I remind them that most churches are depressed, and the reason they're depressed is because they never talk about the wins. And every church has wins. Your church, I don't care how small it is, I don't care how big it is, there are wins going on. There's ministries happening. And we have got to learn to celebrate mm-hmm. those wins, as little as they are, because little wins become huge mm-hmm. wins. And so that's storytelling, folks. I, I was just thinking, I hope you do, and if not, I'm putting you on the spot, that you tell uh, you tell your network folk as those uh, um, as they share their wins to, to be asking them, how are you sharing that with your, Absolutely. With your congregation? Yeah, right. We, right? We, yeah, we talk yeah. about it all the time. You've got to share these. From the pulpit, you got to share these right. in your offering snooze, in, or instead of your offering snooze. Right. So here's I, a thought as you were talking a few moments ago that came to mind. You know, it might behoove you to ask people when you're talking to them, people, members of your church who are being touched by your church, something along the lines of, what has Jesus done for you recently? 
right? What, uh, how, how has your life changed? How is your life changing? What's different about you today than it was last week? Where have you seen Jesus moving in your life? Right. Recently, though, you right. want to yeah. get it like in the last week, right? Or the last month. Last month, anyway. Because yeah. the follow-up question to that, if it's, well, nothing is, what would you like him to do for you? Right. Because then you're gathering in this information. You're either getting stories to share. Hey, this is... This is what we're doing, and you, you know, connect the dots, da 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 da. People need or to ask that. How would you, you know, what what would you want him to do? What right. what do you need? And then one, you have a prayer opportunity, but two, you're thinking about, okay, what are we or aren't we doing and able to do? All right. So storytelling okay. is number one. I number want to one. move into number yep, two, and we're go. we're going to kind of hit this one and go. Uh, there's lots of materials out there on this, and that is. It, it, folks, you need to create a narrative budget, if, especially if you're in a, a money-obsessed culture. Yeah. You need to create a narrative budget. A narrative budget is the ways in which we bridge finance with faith because a narrative budget talks about the ministries that the church is, are, the church is doing and how the money is funding it. You know, most churches, they deal with line item budgets and right. they pass out the line item budgets twice a year or whatever. And every committee deals with their line items and what, are we, what do we need? What do we want? And, and I, don't get me wrong, you have to have a line item budget because the accountants need it, your, your inner office needs it. But the average person in the pew doesn't need a line item right, budget. Right. They don't need to know the details of how many stamps you're budgeting this year. What they need to know is how are we going to fund the ministries of the church? So you divide, a narrative budget is, is divided divide up by the ministries the church is doing. Worship, children, youth, seniors, the bus ministry, Everything. whatever your ministries are. You don't have utilities. You don't have the pastor's salary. Instead, what you do is you say, what percentage, let's do worship, what percentage of the pastor's time is spent preparing for worship, leading worship, etc.? That percentage is what goes into that section. Um, so if, it, if the pastor makes $100,000, because it's easy to work with, um, you know, $100,000 and they spend uh, 40% of their time, then $40,000 is stuck into that budget. And then, of course, you got your worship leaders and all that. So in the end, your worship says the, the worship ministry here in this church costs, uh, costs the church $125,000. And the children's ministry has, you know, and you divide but, utilities but, but and all the rest. You say more that. than that. You're saying more in oh, that right, than yeah. that. I right. mean, it's a narrative. Uh, and worship, it's stories. Right. And, and worship, it's stories, but it's also saying to them, this includes our bulletins and blah, blah, blah. You're not doing line item. Yeah, That's yeah. what they're doing. But, but you're letting them know this is what is included. Or you're going yes to disagree with no, me. You I don't. bet that okay, I, I do. Okay. I've read a number of narrative budgets and so have you, but I, I, I would disagree that you put bulletins and that because you end up with a line out of budget then so well you, no you don't yeah no it's it's not bulletins so much bulletins but what you're trying to get to them particularly if you're in a congregation that is so line item crazy you just say this covers and it lets them know what it sure, covers yeah, okay that's okay, what right, i'm saying right, right. not bull not bullet okay. point or anything else right. it's a story it's and a narrative you, and you divide the whole you know again everything the, everything you that you do so that's right. how much of the utilities are they responsible for you know um I wouldn't say worship even how much is, I mean, that's property. We care for a building that's uh You don't put a property ministry, years. you divide it up into there. You take the money that you spend in property and you say how much percentage is here, how much percentage, because you don't want to have a separate admin whatsoever. Right. I do property, but I wouldn't be saying so much of it is for 
the lawn care, again, it's a story. So you'd yeah. say, you know, our property, our, our property uh, ministry includes yeah. snow removal, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't agree, but that's okay. We can agree to disagree. We're disagreeing. Okay. So anyway, so whatever your narrative budget has your ministries in there and apparently the building and what else? Building and what else would go there? Would you, would you do administration separate? No, it has to be in your budget. Is it, would you do administration separately as in your in this narrative? Um, I wouldn't call it administration, but yeah, I would. Okay, see, and I and I would I'd divide all those and put them into just ministry. Again, but anyway, if you're again. in a if you're in a line item obsessed congregation or this, you got it. Anytime you introduce a change, you have where you want to go and where you are, and you've got to help them get to this point. So I would say, you know, our administrative uh, covers are are this and are that and are that and they're this. And to be quite honest, you can put them up here already, but you're gonna cover them down here as well. Yeah. Anyway, so the advantage of a narrative budget is that it, it removes the argument about how much you're spending here or there or whatever. And, it's, it, and it also allows for and encourages, if you will, especially if you divide it all up evening ministries, when someone says, and you can encourage designated giving, I want to give my money to worship. Great, because you're still paying utility bills and and the salary, That's the pass right. of the salary, and That's all right. the rest of it. So it works out really nicely for that. And, but like I said, you still have to have a line item budget for the back office because they need sure, to know all course. that budget stuff. And you don't hide that from the congregation. Nope. You just don't make it readily available. So one wants it, they have to come right. in for it. Exactly. You know, but and and you don't hide back it, but you just don't say, it. okay, we got to move we on. We do. We're like which at is five creating minutes. a culture of generosity. And, and creating a culture really is con remembering that every word that comes out of your mouth, pastor and staff and church leaders, every word that comes out of your mouth either enhances or hinders your church's financial future. Right. And so keeping things positive and telling the stories and remembering and reminding people of, of what's going on good in the church and how their, their finances are helping the church to do the ministry that helps create uh, a, a culture. But let's talk some specifics like preaching. Preaching. So yeah, your preaching is around, again, it is about the stories. It is uh, um, um, talking about money. I mean, you've got to have, you've got to have stewardship um, sermons in there, not just once a year, you know, or for four concentrated weeks because you're doing your your finance, uh, your stewardship drive, you're, you're con continually bringing home uh, and, and weaving in uh, generosity. I mean, really, it's not just about preaching stewardship. It is about generous. We have a generous God who has poured out his love and his grace upon us. What is our response? Okay, so absolutely with and not, you with, yeah, yeah. No, I can no, no, tell no, you're, you're and, and, and that is that Jesus talked more about money That's and right. wealth than any other topic besides the kingdom of God. And he talked about that more. It. And we avoid it. And so, but but what we often do is we do stewardship and generosity and stewardship right, and yeah, generosity. Yeah. Folks, people are struggling with money. People are, are afraid uh, to talk about money. Yeah. You know, we need to talk about money like how to get out of debt. Right. And 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 why debt is not okay. Right. We need to talk about uh, work ethic. Paul talks about that a good yep. bit. We need to talk about investing. Jesus talked about that in this parable of the talents. That's an investment plan. You know, we need to talk about these things so that people understand their relationship with money and how to deal with money. And your sermons can help inspire people to live differently. And 
you know, really, truly, we ought to be talking about money really often, yeah. not just once in a while, and right. not just about giving, tithing, and all that. that. Those are minor topics. If people have more money that's expendable, they'll give more to church, particularly if the, your church has helped them to experience that win right. of oh getting out of debt, of, of right. learning to manage their money, or learning how to make more income. Well, and I, you may remember this, and I think I've shared this in a previous episode. I remember so distinctly the night before Thanksgiving, getting a phone call from one of my, my newer members. She'd been there for maybe a year or two years. And she said, um, Pastor Chris, I'm, I'm, I'm calling because I made the decision to tithe. And I don't know that I'm going to be able to do that. I've got to do these. But the Lord really has been moving in me and said, give me um, give me a try. And so I am going to try. And I just wanted to be accountable for that and let you know. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, but it's because I had been preaching about um, about. Uh, generosity about what God can do about our trust and whatnot. And she was willing to step up and trust. God had been working with her. Um, uh, can we move on to, we talk to about offering, offering meditations? meditations. We've already, yeah, we've already talked about those. But, but if you're, you're not doing stories, yeah. if you're not doing inspiring pieces, right. if your elders or whoever is leading those, stop. Right. Just stop. Right. You know, reading scripture that and just with it goes over and over. Right. To, right. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with scripture, but people don't give out of obligation. They they by and large don't give out of you know tithing because they're testing God. Yeah. Okay. Weave that in once in a while, like right. twice a year. But the rest of the time, talk about the stories. Talk about how their money is changing lives. People give to vision, and if you want to see an increase in your offering plate, then talk about right. how the church is right. doing incredible ministry and is worthy of their investment. Well, if it were to tell people what tithing is all the time, why they ought to be doing it, why they should be doing why it, the why Bible we're says yielding, so. yeah, blah, 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 blah. You we wouldn't have to be talking about it right, right you wouldn't now, be on right? this call. Okay, so let's do get, some changes. Yeah, let me get the, the third piece in here about fostering a culture of generosity. And that is that every word that comes out of your mouth enhances or hinders your church's financial future. Uh, and, and that's, we forget that. We meet with people and we complain, or we convetch, and, and this isn't happening, or whatever, or we listen and we can go the negative. But everything, what is your vision of your church? What if, is your mission of your church? Your finances, your the stewardship, the generosity, the monies that are put in the plate or the bag or the box, whatever you're doing, or your bank through, you know, your e-giving. Yeah, right. What that that money is dependent upon what you're doing. And how do they know what you're doing if you're not talking about it? Can I see one more? I want to say one yeah, more thing. I know up, we gotta go. Right. And that is pastor, so many of us live in sub uh, like even below the um poverty level, poverty level. Uh, and a lot of us don't have money that's an embarrassment for a lot of us a lot of us have debt and that's another bit of embarrassment for people we're uncomfortable talking about money or we grew up in ways that money wasn't talked about around us. And I mean, or a we lot were of you, badly. Right. And a lot of you don't even know how to read your budget line. You've got to get 
I'm, I'm not saying you got to get your finances straightened out or anything, although that's a really good to. thing. Yeah, <laughs> but you've got to find the comfort uh, way of doing that. And if you've got, you know, go, you can go see a banker or somebody who can teach you about reading your financials. Um, go ahead and do that if you're afraid to do that with your finance chair, right? To, to out your denominational yourself, so to speak. official will be able to yeah, connect you with somebody but, if you're in a denomination. Yeah, but a lot of us aren't talking about money because we're embarrassed about our own financial situation and we got to get that reconciled. And, okay, I'm done. And, and while we're waiting to do that, do the rest of what we taught you. Hey, we're out and of time. And give, you give. I mean, I know we're out of time, but it is stand up there. And even if it's a dollar or you or you give once a month, put an empty envelope into that that offering basket or if whatever. Right. If, it, if they're being right. passed in your church, then you show them you do it and make sure that other people right. see it every single week. All right. All right. Now I'm hey, done. We're out of time. We'll see you next week. Have a great week. Bye bye. Bye bye.